Welcome to the 11th episode of the Real Life Diabetes Podcast, titled, What They Don't Teach You at the Endo, Eight Diabetes Life Lessons with Amber and Ryan. As Amber and I have poured our souls into the internet, I know that's kind of terrifying, on DiabetesDailyGround.com over the past two years, we've noted a few themes when it comes to living life with diabetes, this disease. Uh, that's what today's show is all about, realness. We get into salvaging relationships by not thinking about them when you're low. <laughs> a little bit of sugar denial. Actually talking to friends and family about diabetes and the power of exercise. For those keeping track at home, you'll enjoy the diversity in the announcements today. We're actually mixing it up a little bit. Got some exciting stuff coming up on the horizon. Diabetes Day the Grind oriented. Um, first, on World Diabetes Day, November 14th, we're launching a previously recorded live podcast from the Connect and Cure Gala in Oklahoma City. We're pumped for the opportunity to talk with leading researchers, pioneers, um, physicians, um, people just across the country, um, all out there um, trying to promote a diabetes cure, both type 1 and type 2. This thing, yeah, it's in Oklahoma City. Um, all, all funds go to the Harold Ham Diabetes Center, and we're actually going to do a live podcast which we're stoked about. Yeah, Amber, you want to throw anything else? Yeah, 900 plus people. They're at capacity right now. They sold the tickets and this is the first time that A, we've done this and B, they've allowed something like this. So this is really exciting to talk, have the opportunity to talk to people and um, and share it with you. My goodness. Great. Huge honor. Yeah. A great chance to talk to a bunch of people who mean a lot in the diabetes area in one spot. And they're giving out a big prize that night. It's the Harold Ham Diabetes Center Research, International Research Prize. It's $250,000 uh, to one of the leading researchers. Pretty cool. You'll hear from him soon. Definitely. More updates to come. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, don't forget about the iTunes Review of the Week coming up at the conclusion of today's show. We love melding away all of our stuff like t-shirts cliff bars uh, amber shoes bumper stickers um, all kinds of things fortune okay. cookies <laughs> we will send you today's fortune cookies that we that we had today for lunch <laughs> dead serious and um, and possibly um, something University of Oklahoma related. Oh, yes. A little boomer sooner swag. (laughs) All right. And lastly, we'd love to hear your own lessons learned uh, from the show. Um, You'll hear later what our format was, but we just want to hear some of your own lessons. Hit us up on Instagram or Twitter at at DiabetesGrind. We really appreciate the listens, likes, and shares. Enjoy the show, guys. Sugar, it ain't a pager, it's a pump But when I'm Jones and it comes in handy Tell me, sugar mama, what's your A1C? Are you into endocrinology? Pricker is a pricker and the pumping is pumping Beats like Wilford Brimley keep coming But I'm counting carbs And my calories burning Pricker to the finger to deliver the prick Wake up tomorrow and it starts again But I'm alive I'm alive One minor inconvenience A little thing called diabetes It's a daily grind, it's a daily grind And it grinds and grinds and grinds Alright, we're live Alright Let's do this Let's do it <laughs> Go ahead and sip your coffee <laughs> We'll need sound effects for that <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah. Yeah. Um, I am sitting on the back end of probably the hardest 10 weeks of school I've ever been in. <laughs> so coffee is a, it's a mandatory thing. I, I would usually not drink coffee at four o'clock in the afternoon on a Saturday. Oh yeah. But today it feels right. But if it was a Wednesday, would you be drinking coffee? Probably not. Cause I'd want to be able to sleep. But I know tonight, since it's Saturday, I could, you know, stay up a little bit later. Yeah. And then crash. So, yeah. Exciting life you've got going. <laughs> it, it is just thrilling, Amber. I'm so glad you mentioned it, you know. Uh, just cardiology, a lot of renal stuff, some lungs, and now we're in the brain. So, so. I have to tell a quick story. Um, Ryan and I haven't seen each other in a while. And um, can you hear that? Yep, I'm good to go. Okay. Um Anywho, I was grocery shopping at Whole Foods the other day, and we happened to run into each other, and Ryan was studying. And so I sat with him for a minute, and he said, okay, ask me anything you can think of that has to do with the heart, the lung. What was it? There were three things. And I <laughs> yeah, thought, the heart, what the, the hell? I'm not going <laughs> to. I'm like, so my feet get puffy or something. It was ridiculous. I'm like, this is not going to be on your test, but it was funny. So I think you asked me something that was like really like you know <laughs> standard, and I, and I, I was like, oh. <laughs> I got a lot of studying to do. <laughs> so Ryan's been very up to his eyeballs in school. And I, I appreciate your patience with yeah. me, Amber. I appreciate it. No <laughs> Boundaries. <doubt>. Boundaries. <laughs> All right. So while I've been stuck in a basement library um, somewhere, you know, learning about everything imaginable, you've been traveling the greater North American continent. I basically. have. Yeah. yeah. I uh, have some friends that were house sitting in Farmington, New Mexico. And they just said, hey, if you want to come up. So I actually took some cookbooks and thought we can, they work remotely as well. And um, drove the longest uh, that I've ever gone by myself. It's about 12 hours. Made it. Stayed a couple of days. And then I ventured out and went to Taos for a couple of days. And then headed back. These on Google Maps took me on a two-lane highway from Taos to Elk City, Oklahoma. Oh, yeah. Elk so, City. Home of the Elks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was a point where I was just happy that I was still on the earth because there was nothing for quite some time. And and yeah, and then I was in Vermont for a little bit before that, just kind of tuning out. Yep. Lots of uh, lots of Gardettos and lots of <laughs> lots of craft beer, yeah. from what I can tell. <laughs> My tailor was like, you put on weight. And I was like, oh, yeah, I have. I've been drinking <laughs> craft beer and not exercising. <laughs> Your tailor said that? Yeah. Are you serious? Because I had taken some things in, and when she went to like test them, she was just like, oh, wait a second. I, I, now I work out every day, too. And I tell Laura Tran, I work out every day because of you. <laughs> Thank you for the encouragement. Uh, she's available as a personal trainer. <laughs> Out of uh, Norman, Oklahoma? No, Oklahoma, Oklahoma City. She's okay, Oklahoma okay. City. And she's a great tailor. I would totally recommend her. So. Oh, that's awesome. So that's what's been going on in my life. Okay. <laughs> Putting Excellent. on weight and drinking beer. <laughs> yeah. All right. So today we're hanging out inside of Amber's apartment. Um, and we're recording a podcast. And we're in a different section of the house. Normally we're in the living mm-hmm. room. And Indeed. we're sitting at a table that Ryan's dad made for me, which is awesome. He is awesome. <laughs> He is quite the pioneer craftsman now. We'll be sure to yep. sh- throw in a picture because this table is awesome. Oh, yeah. It's an amazing table. It's perfect. All right. So we're actually at halftime right now mm-hmm. of the University of Oklahoma, Kansas State football game. And we're dominating. We're, we're both alums, yeah. University of Oklahoma, mm-hmm. and uh, we're dominating. What's what's 30, 30, Five. 35 nothing? Yeah. 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 So sorry, Wildcat fans. <laughs> Boomer Center. <laughs> This is how much the podcast means to us. Yeah. We're actually taking time away from our Saturday. We paused, we paused it. Oh, you game to record a podcast. 
But no, really, we're pumped. We're pumped. And it's paused. And she's got a DVR. And actually, that's why I'm over here, because I don't have a DVR. <laughs> you're so just that's, using that's the whole reason why we're doing a podcast. <laughs> you're just using me for my, yeah, my DVR. And today we're doing this podcast because we've we've been around as a website almost two years now, mm-hmm. basically since the first time we started talking about this. And for both of us, it's been a huge um, learning experience, picking up new understandings every day. And I think we've tried to collect a little bit of wisdom. Yeah. I've, 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 there's a lot more to collect. <laughs> or we're a lot more opinionated. <laughs> okay, so that's really it. Yeah. A lot more opinionated than we used to be. And we've We've condensed down our biggest lessons learned, mm-hmm. I think, over the last couple of years in life lessons, and that's what we're spelling out today. All right. You ready to uh, give them lesson number one? Yeah, I'm down, and I just want to say right now, <laughs> prepare yourself for the explicit content. <laughs> this is the first time we have ever declared it an explicit episode. Before starting. Before an explicit <laughs> word's even been said. <laughs> so hide, hide the kids. Yeah. All right, here we go. Go for it. Okay, so are we question number one? Is that's me, right? Lesson number one. Thanks. Um, my lesson number one would be open to sharing your diabetes life with family and friends. More specifically, um, I can only speak from my experience is that I never talked about it, and so and I didn't even really. I've mentioned this on most of the podcasts. Just thought this is how everything was and everybody thought this way it's blatantly clear to me now that that is not the case that it's my diabetes that are bringing some of these thoughts and reactions in and um now i have no problem when i'm talking to my mom on the phone in the morning and i'm a little bit cranky with her i'm you know i'll just say hey you know what my blood sugar is really high right now i'm gonna i'll talk to you later i'm not, I'm not in a good place or telling a friend or a colleague um you know i'm just not feeling up to it today i had a really rough night with lows and so i'm just not gonna be myself today so i'm at well, let's try this tomorrow. I think that's brilliant. Uh, I mean, because it, it saves the struggle of, of having to try to be yourself while you're not yourself. And I don't but, feel like I'm making excuses because, you know, it's not like that every day. But Definitely not. Yeah. So what sparked you to start doing that instead now of powering I just, through? Uh, now I just know that I can. Oh, yeah. Nobody's going to think anything different of me. And it's probably going to help our relationship, our friendship, or work relationship just because I, they'll know where I am and I'm not just being a butthole that day. <laughs> I totally <laughs> agree. Like, I can just be cranky and just be cranky. So This yeah. goes back to that Kelly McKeever conversation we had on whatever podcast that was, maybe seven or six. Yeah. And, and whenever he said, like, yeah, it's totally okay to tell people. <laughs> that you're you're you know addicted because yeah. of your blood sugar yeah. it's totally okay yeah i agree and you know with what we do we have the same emotional issues that other people do mm-hmm. but we also have all the diabetes stuff right on top of the normal life stuff an extra layer the extra layer so yeah so, that's my lesson number one i love it <laughs> thanks lesson number two all right. Denial is pretty deceptive. Hmm. And this has played out, I think, for me over several years and probably decades. But with diabetes, um, uh, it, actually, it, it all stems back to a conversation I had in class the other day. We have a medical humanities class in the afternoon. I have a physician who leads the class. He was talking about how he has, he was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes. He was an avid runner. He was, um, you know, he was probably like 10, 5% body fat. Um, really great shape and got diagnosed with type 2 and about a year later he went to the endocrinologist and uh, he was talking to the endocrinologist and she was like you know um, Jerry what's going on in your life uh, your A1C is 14 oh my god and he was like oh I'm doing everything right and she was like really are you 
Hmm. And he was like, yeah, I'm running six miles every morning. I'm doing all this other work, you know. I'm, I'm eating pretty right except for the mornings. And he was like, oh, that jar of jelly beans that I eat every morning. That's it. And so... Uh. But he just, but he was like, I'd been in denial that I was even a person that had diabetes this entire time. I don't think it had truly set in that I had diabetes. And he was like, and then I changed my mind where I started to look at sugar, everything that I put in as poison. If I ever put sugar in my body, it was poison. And truly, it was, it was damaging my vascular system. Hmm. And I'm sitting there in the audience and my mouth's like wide open. Like, <laughs> Have I been in denial this whole time too? <laughs> right. And so the next time I'm at the grocery store, cruising through. Like, uh, wow, uh, I'm actually buying a lot of things that have added sugar in it. You know, just a little bit of cereal, trail mix um, that has chocolate inside the trail mix or granola that has, you know, like 11 grams of sugar for a quarter cup. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I just kind of been laxed on it. And so what do you know? I, I stopped buying that stuff, started eating more whole foods oriented mm-hmm. snacks, not from the store, but whole foods as a, a food. <laughs> and, uh, and my blood sugar has been better for the last month. Because I've kind of, you know, just cut out the stuff that's unnecessary. And, uh, and, and I think I'd been able to deny it and mask it up just because I'd, I've been on a vegan diet. Hmm. So I can eat whatever I want, you know. And so it was, yeah, it was kind of a, a punch in the face. But I kind of feel like I'm the exact opposite because I have always been, I don't ever eat anything with sugar. I mean, I may have a block of, I mean, like a small, like a cube of chocolate every once in a while. I'd like a dark chocolate or whatever. And I don't keep bread in the house. I don't eat cereal. And I watched you thinking that you should be able to eat those things if that's what you choose and you can live a normal life. And this past week, I bought peanut butter for the first time. <laughs> and uh, Huge life decision. I know. And I bought um, like multigrain oh, English muffins. And I eat like half of one at a time mm-hmm. every once in a while. And I'm not going to say that I feel guilty, but I maybe I'm now in denial. I don't know. Man, I, I think I, it's, it's always in flux, flux, isn't yeah. it? It's always balance. Um, I just needed some variety. Yeah, yeah. Get to mix it up. My spaghetti squash. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, <laughs> guys, Amber's been eating spaghetti squash. I <laughs> feel like meal. on a nightly basis <laughs> for have. months on end here. It's out of control. Yeah. yeah. And spinach. Yeah. All right. So just be aware of your denials. Yeah. At the end of the day, we have diabetes, <laughs> and sugar truly is toxic for our vascular system. Yeah. You know, it's probably okay to have ice cream every once in a while. Mm, I can't imagine doing that. Okay, so yeah, you see, this is the disagreement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah. moving on. Are we ready for lesson number three? Ooh, lesson number three. Your period will fuck shit up. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm glad you beat around the bush. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to say that uh, considering how many years I've been having a period, nobody has ever, ever talked to me or given me literature about how it could affect my blood sugar and um, only in the past two years have I really figured out that um, they're the cycle literally and um, for me it's like four days before my blood sugar in the morning especially is I it's hard to keep below 200 I'm kind of and I'll up my lantus and do other things then as the period ends the next four days the day the ending of it and a couple of days after blood sugar drops out of nowhere off the charts middle of the night especially but there are times to where it'll be three o'clock in the afternoon and it'll drop to 40 and the only thing the only common bond is the period and so i feel like the fluctuation in hormones and especially as i'm getting older and i don't take artificial hormones um just learning that cycle in your body and it's still i'm going to talk to my um 
OBGYN next time I have my annual exam just to say, hey, what do you know about this and why aren't we talking about it? And and start that conversation hopefully for other people with diabetes. So, uh, Yeah, I mean, how have you adjusted just your daily treatment regimen knowing that it's coming or when you sense it coming on? Totally have, um, adjust my Lantus. Okay. And down, By how much? Um, I usually take 12 units, so I'll keep it at 12 maybe. I've never gone to 13, but I considered it. Mm-hmm. But towards just the end for the of first it, start? Yeah, mm-hmm. just for the couple of days before. And then I also, uh, I'll go down to 10. Okay. Um, at the end. Wow, that's nuts. <laughs> Have you ever bounced this off another person with diabetes? I mentioned that, it to Dr. Lane briefly. Okay. Um, and you know, he's just basically like, well, you know your body. This is good that mm-hmm. you're learning how to adjust it. But yep. I don't know that he had advice necessarily. But no, I, I've never talked about it with any other person with diabetes. I'd really be curious to know, because I, I imagine with the hormones, it affects every woman that has this. Oh, yeah, I'm uh, sure. But uh, what the difference is. Yeah, and you know Between. what? I'm going to write a post about mm-hmm. this soon. Ask for feedback. I'd love to hear from other people what they have done or noticed. And yeah, yeah. So. Oh, no doubt. Oh, and on that, mm-hmm. oh, I'm going to throw oh, this. Yeah. Out. No, go ahead. Throw it out there. <laughs> well, actually, no. It has nothing to do with period. It's about pregnancy. But Kim Kardashian. You know, I'm a lover of the Kardashians. She just put out on. She's gestational. She's fearing it. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Okay. Bless her heart. Once you've been diagnosed gestational, have a much higher chance of having type two after. Yeah. Yep. And, and so, anywho, I hope she doesn't, but. Interesting. Yeah. Amber, if anybody ever just wants to, you know, hang out on Twitter late at night too and just have a great talk with Amber, just uh, find us at, at Diabetes Grind. Send Amber whatever your um, Kardashian talk is and she will gladly uh, respond. Or Whitney from My Big Fat Fabulous Life. She's pretty amazing too. Yeah, um, that's, that's it, horrible. In, in reality TV, it's, you know, you've it's got, got somebody to chat with over here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, anywho. Okay. Lesson number four. You can't be afraid to go low. For most of my life, I think I was afraid to go low. Uh, And because if you go low, it impacts your performance. Uh, Growing up, played sports. And if you go low in the middle of a football game, you've got to come out. If you go low in the middle of a baseball game, uh, you're not going to have a very good at bat at the plate. I mean, so it was always this fear. If you go low going into a test, you're not going to score as well on the test. Right. So I, I felt like I was always fending off against the low for certain situations, but then those situations uh, began to transfer into my life all the time mm-hmm. with how I treated the low. And so over years, I think my threshold for filling those those symptoms of a low, those sympathetic, um, that sympathetic activation drive that kind of makes you feel stressed and anxious, mm-hmm. I think that began to rise as I began to venture against the low to where the new comfortable was like 160. Mm-hmm. And so now over the last couple of years, I've had to begin, I've had to, you know, get back into the idea of being lower and being okay with it and taking the risk and taking full amounts of insulin and not being scared of going low <clears throat> and trusting myself to be able to react to it whenever I do go low. Well, give me an example of where you're having to deal with this. Okay. So say uh, it's, it's a Tuesday morning. I have a smoothie. Okay, and I know in this smoothie there's probably 45 carbs. <clears throat> Normally, if there was nothing else going on afterward, I would take probably four units of insulin mm-hmm. for the smoothie, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, but if I'm going in to uh, class, I've got to sit and lecture for the next three hours. And I know it's going to be really challenging material. In the back of my mind, I'm thinking, man, if I go low, it's going to knock out at least an hour of learning gone. And that means that in the afternoon, I'm going to have to relearn that material. So you're erring on keeping it high. Yeah, because then that saves you. 
right? Mm-hmm. Because then you it's time efficient, right? And and plus nobody likes to sweat in class. I mean, it's all these things, and it's a little bit harder to treat a low. I mean, but you, you got, have you got to learn it right then. And yeah, but always have snacks, always have fruit in the backpack. Um, but yeah, if you go low in the middle of class, I mean, you you can you basically can check out because you, I mean you're not going to be picking up much. How long does it take for you to recover? Uh, to be able to learn at peak efficiency, I mean, so I would say in the short end, thirty minutes. Hmm. Um, and the long end, two hours yeah. to get back in the zone. And so, and now I've just said, you know what? It's worth it to me to be in better control. So I'm going to take the risk, you know, and I'm going to go all in <laughs> and I'm going to take it. And, and it's been a lot better. And I haven't gone low near as much as I think I thought I would have. Right. But I think in the past, I would have been more comfortable going into that class at like 180, hmm. you know, but now I'm okay going in at 130. So this is new. This is, mm-hmm. this is a new thing. New thing. I've never had a real fear of going low with the exception of maybe going into a business meeting and I will always I have more of a fear of being too high. Okay. Or you know, high un- unexpected high. Mm-hmm. But um Do you function better at seventy or two ten? Two ten. Okay. What about eighty or two forty? That's borderline. Eighty is where you start to I start to decline so you say you probably still take 240 over 80 no, if you had 240 to would i'd be puff i'd feel bad i'd start to feel bad so if, if those are my only two choices i would pick 80 see i think i'd still take 240 hmm. yeah just because man trying to public speak if your blood sugar is below 100 i feel as it, i feel like it's like <laughs> inducing stage fright <laughs> That's a good point. you know yeah. what i'm saying yeah I don't know. I think sometimes when you're running races or like if you're doing a marathon and your blood sugar's below 100 or if it's floating at 80, you can kind of sneak by though. Right. Because that the adrenaline just overwhelms it all. And right. It's fine. Hmm. But not in a test. Yeah, test. I would definitely or I would definitely be, stay on the high end. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Last week took a big final. It's three hours long. Needed every minute of the test. And uh, I think whenever I walked out, I was 220. Would you go so. in at? And I couldn't test my blood sugar during the entire exam. So, I mean, there was no... I think I went in at 175. So, just the natural stress probably made it rise. Oh, God. And I was okay with it. Got out, took some insulin. You can't eat a snack in there either, can you? Okay. Nope, unless I would have gone through the Disabilities Act. Yeah. But I haven't yet because then I would have had to go to a different campus and I just decided to bite the bullet. Hmm. Which isn't great advice. I think for planners out there, I would suggest going, <laughs> go through the Disabilities Act process, mm-hmm. get it cleared, have your own safety sites so you can have low blood sugar snacks and everything around. Yeah, I think that would save a ton of stress long term. Saves the stress long term, for sure. So, uh, you're going to start being a planner? <laughs> can we expect this for 2016? 2016 is right around the corner. That might be number one on the list. Yeah. You're, oh, you're rubbing off on me in some ways. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Sure. I want that. That's noted. It's officially oh, in the podcast. Crap, I keep can't ever record. walk back. It's on the record. <laughs> All right. Okay. Hey, everyone. I'm sitting here in the backyard. I can feel the seasons changing. The leaves are changing. Uh, I can feel the season completely rolling through. It's fall. I'm sipping on an Oktoberfest, and I'm getting ready for Halloween. As you guys get ready for Halloween, I'm sure everyone's getting pretty pumped for the sugar-free candy. I'm kidding. Please. I hope no one buys sugar-free candy for anybody they know with diabetes. Uh, but if you do go ahead and buy something, we ask that you please do it through Amazon.com. Um, all you got to do is go to DiabetesDailyGrind.com and then click on our Amazon banner on the right side. Every time you do that, it sends a few cents our way. It doesn't cost you anything extra, and it helps us continue to make podcasts. Thanks a lot for the support, guys. Okay, 
You are a walking science project. I mean, I put a hashtag before that walking science project because I've referenced it a couple of times on our and Twitter she's feed. creating a movement. <laughs> I'm creating a movement, yeah. Um, you know, I, Ryan and I both have written about... I don't even know how to talk about it. Uh, you, I mean, everything you have to think about going into every single thing. You are... the. A, your natural hormones, B, what you've taken, C, the carbs you've taken, D, the correction factor, and then going on and on and on, and, and, you, and oh, then the how error. How much you're moving at the time? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's so, are, you, mm-hmm. are you scared? Are you nervous? I mean, so many other factors there. So the Walking Science Project, and some days you get it, and some days you don't. So over the years, do you feel like you've embraced that science project movement a little more? Start, okay, so let's pretend like you're starting at day one. And day one, you're told everything's black and white, count your carbs. Take your correction ratio. Right. And now you're here. Uh, Has it changed? I'm, as I was saying earlier, mm-hmm. becoming my own advocate and figuring out what's right for me because even though, and I think Tanya, refer, I don't know the exact quote, but we're all similar, but we're not the same. And so what we're, everybody's told the same information based on a science, like a database or whatever you call it. Um, well, not everybody fits in that. So, yeah. I'm my own project, and we'll see. I love it. <laughs> yeah. uh, how was how was your diabetes different today than it was yesterday? Um, you think? Mm-hmm. I don't know that it's all that different today. Yeah, but say like this week to last week. I'm trying to be more active. Okay. So I'm figuring factoring that in. It's a new factor. Yeah. It's cold and flu season. Oh yeah, that yep. too. Yeah, and yep. my allergies have been bad. So, do I want to take something for it? Mm. And how will it affect the blood sugar? I'm biting it with everything that I have not to. I'll take a stuffy nose and a wheezy cackle. So <laughs> we'll see. All right. So yeah, any of the any of the pseudoephedrine mm-hmm. type of things like pseudoephed, some of the Tylenol, AMPM. Yeah. If it's got any of that ephedrine type stuff, it's it's definitely going to affect your blood sugar in a way because it's basically doing the same thing that uh, the sympathetic adrenaline epinephrine system is doing, right? Well, and most of those mm-hmm. too. Like if I've ever taken Nyquil, I mean, it has a ton of sugar in it. That's true, it does. Yeah, so there's it other does. factors there in addition to you and alcohol. So the highs and lows, it's like a that roller coaster science. Would project. I rather be sick and still drink a beer? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I think as long as you stick to, like, if you stay with the antihistamines, like Benadryl or Claritin or Zyrtec, those those won't mess with your uh, blood sugar because they, they're in different system. Yep, so you're in the clear. On those fronts, on the back, it probably still says, "If you have diabetes, please speak with your your doctor first. You know, but those are, I, I think, are more in the clear. I would like to find one medication over the counter in the pharmacy that does not have the warning if you have diabetes. I bet there's nothing. There's not a single one out there. Hmm. I bet I drop even have something that <laughs> says something about your diabetes. Yeah. It probably does. I would almost guarantee it does. Yeah. <laughs> we'll check on that and let you know. All right, good advice. Hashtag walking science project. Just don't do anything stupid to yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, and I want to say one quick thing to that is if you decide to change things, document it. Because if there's something does go wrong, un- hopefully it won't, but your doctor will understand more about what you did and why you did it and how you did it. And maybe if it works out really well, it could be advice for... Other people with diabetes. So, absolutely, uh, absolutely, and uh, you might have been talking about this earlier today. But taking charge, right? Are we getting into that in a later question, um, or is that 
Yeah, or actually, that- that's coming up. Okay, that's coming up. Cool. All right, we'll get to that in a moment. Lesson number six. <laughs> nervous. Don't ponder about your current relationship status when you're low. <laughs> I think everybody's had that. Well, when you wake up in the morning and your blood sugar's late, you question the world and why question you're here and yeah, who loves you and who doesn't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so obviously there's some prior experience that's probably fueling this, <laughs> but you got to be really careful what thoughts you allow to get into the brain when your blood sugar is low. <clears throat> All right, so if you wake up in the morning and you're just super pumped about talking to this new girl, this new guy, whatever, and you're just feeling great about the opportunity, um, but then you notice you go low, and it's like, I can't do another day of this. It's time to end it. Okay, you probably need to say, okay, let's write something down here. Let's go on a walk. Let's turn on the TV. Let's get the brain off of the relationship status. Or the right lack now. thereof. Or, or the lack thereof. This is not the time. To, to evaluate relationships because this is the dangerous thing and I think I've, I've wrote about this before or no there's a new post coming about it but it's kind of like a dream a thought can get planted in oh, your brain when God. you're low yeah that necessarily isn't true but it can transfer into real life and still be kind of true so if you start thinking some thoughts and you're just like critiquing the significant other while you're low because you're picking out all their faults some of those things will transfer over Oh yeah, into real life. So I think it's pretty important to be conscious and uh, and yeah, just get your blood sugar up quick. Well, it can be with your. It doesn't have to be just a relationship romantically. It can be your friendships and parents too. I mean, you're not thinking clearly. And (laughs) man, I wish that we could document those thoughts. Well, really, actually, not because people would think we were crazy. But <laughs> schizophrenic. Yeah. yeah. Seriously. <laughs> Sorry, uh, person with schizophrenia. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. Totally. Uh, I'm glad you're on board. Yeah. There. I, I can't remember any specific examples of that, but maybe if you're at home, you know what I'm talking about. We'll have to figure out one for the future or share those whenever you have one, because yeah. Okay. Again, I don't think that a couple of years ago I would have really put all that together. I just thought it was, you know, an insecure moment. Period. Now, yeah, it's not agreed. But yeah, you can y- you level. can radically flip your opinion of any situation if you take your blood sugar at one twenty and mm-hmm. then go down to sixty. Oh, you yeah. You will feel completely different about anything in your life. I would imagine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's not true. If OU is winning and I'm low, life's still, still probably, good. Life's still probably pretty good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Moving on. All right. Lesson number seven. Trust your own diabetes gut. And I kind of want to say blink, blink on that, but <laughs> if I had like a, a drum set. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, uh, just what we were talking about earlier. Everybody is given the same equation. If you don't feel it, do what's right for you and let everybody else know what, what that effect is. So I think that's what I meant by that lesson. Trust your own instincts. Ask questions. Yeah. And this isn't direct advice. I think this is just our own personal experience. But there are times whenever we've needed <clears throat> to make a change in how much insulin we take, what our rates are, mm-hmm. a change in diet. Sometimes you got to do that stuff on the fly. <laughs> on the fly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. And your endocrinologist is not going to take your phone call at 8 p.m. on a Saturday night when you decide that 
this is what you're going to do. So, And nor should your endocrinologist. <laughs> yeah. Because it's important for endocrinologists out there to stay sane, too. Yeah. They don't need to take your low blood sugar <laughs> presence into their life. When you're questioning it all of your life, <laughs> you call them a crazy spell. Yeah. Call them up. Relationship <laughs> advice. Uh, doc, you know, 15 minutes ago, I was feeling great about this particular person. And, you know, now I'm here. And, gosh, I, I just don't think it's going to work out. <laughs> Yeah, so you, you got to trust your gut. And this is where I think really monitoring yourself well, looking at the data, looking at your CGM, mm-hmm. looking at how many units you take per day, keeping track, watching the trends. Watching the trends. At. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Lesson number eight. Make exercise a part of your everyday management strategy. Okay, I see people online on the DOC talking all the time about you know how exercise just totally throws blood sugar amok which is true because it can it can definitely cause lows and cause highs i mean but i think that is more likely to happen whenever you're exercising once a month <laughs> <laughs> you know what i'm saying right if you're exercising and you got a consistent part of your life you're doing it a couple times a week three to four times a week it just becomes another thing in, in your day right it becomes a pattern that you can deal with that you can assimilate into your life mm-hmm. but if it's something that i'm doing only once every couple weeks and i go out for some really hard run well then naturally my blood sugar is going to plummet you know <laughs> or if i go to the gym and only do squats super hard once every two months who are these people do you do this no i'm i'm i'm, I'm <laughs> comparing past experience with some people I see, I think on Instagram or Twitter or something like that. But then obviously my blood sugar is going to go high if I only squat once every couple of months or something like that. But if for me, if I'm sticking with it and I'm getting something in every day or if I'm walking a lot, then that becomes the new normal. I start taking less insulin. Right. Because that's how we need to look at it. Exercise is insulin. Basically, it does the exact same thing to our cells that insulin does. Right. So every time we exercise, we are basically replacing insulin's job in our body. The less insulin that's in our system, the more healthy we are. Well, and I'm going to add something yeah. to that is that, uh, you know, my goal every day is to do something athletic, or like physical or creative. And I'm oh, nice. leaning way more towards physical. And I have found that having a routine, even if I don't get up at the same time every single day, because I'm not that structured right now, but um, I know that after my yogurt after my coffee i take a long walk because i know that i will make excuses at other points of the day where there's other things that i could be doing instead of that exercise and then i come back eat a snack and then get into the other part of my daily grind in the work world so i say having some type of structure Mm -hmm. will make that easier i love that have have you noticed any differences since you started doing that Mm, no. Not necessarily? No, I mean, not mm. in the blood sugar realm necessarily. Mm. I do take it into consideration with how much insulin I give for the yogurt. And um, like I said, I drink Wise. my coffee. And then I come back and I've been eating another small meal. Really small, like a little bit of scrambled eggs, some black beans, mm. and some salsa. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm in protein like overload. <laughs> I never even thought about it when I say that all out loud. Anywho, no, I'm not seeing a big difference in blood sugar or anything. Just, that's yeah, weird. Yeah. It is. And just walking every day. I know we all have the, the step counter now on the iPhones and tons of people wear Jawbones. And, Jawbones? Uh, Jawbone is one of those. Fitbits? Fitbits. Huh. Jawbones is just another brand. Oh, okay. I couldn't, I, I would have said Fitbit. I just couldn't <laughs> think of it off the top of my mind. A lot of people wear that stuff. And, and, and just, just getting the steps, I think, is good enough for me. If I can get to 10,000 in a day, I know my blood sugar is probably going to be a little better going into dinner. 
than it would be if I didn't get the 10,000. When I was talking to somebody the other day about the Fitbit situation and they were like, I know I can't make it to 10,000 steps a day, but I'm really happy if I can make it to 7,000. And I know that I can pick it up from there. And I think that's great that people are able now to track it, know what they're capable of. And at the same time, I'm going to say, push yourself a little bit. Oh, absolutely. Like I force myself to walk an extra three minutes or our neighborhood, thank goodness, has a number of different inclines. So up and down, up and down certain areas, I feel like I'm pushing myself and working different muscles. And then, well, it doesn't matter. Yeah. (laughs) And I read something recently too, more more about women. Everybody is accustomed to, let's say you walk for 45 minutes or 3.2 miles or whatever it is. And then you come back and that's great. Well, you've done one thing, one part of it, but come back, do sit-ups, do do planks, push-ups, other things that work other muscles. So you're pushing your body in a different way and you're working mm-hmm. other things. And so I'm trying to incorporate that as well. Ooh, just a small step. Just small a month, step. just a little growth every day. Do a little just bit a little of yoga bit. afterwards or something. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I get what you're saying. Because you're, then you're adding in more muscle groups. Right. You can't just do the cardio. You have to do the other things, which I really had never processed before. And it, you feel better. Oh, it makes complete sense, yeah. And you can see the That's difference in your call. muscles too, which is great. Oh, totally different game. <laughs> <laughs> it, I, that hints at the the bigger picture here, that I think uh, <clears throat> you know my diabetes management reflects my life's balance, right? Too, and if if I'm committed to health in other areas of my life, uh, including sleep mm-hmm. or um, silence or w- whatever I need in my life, I, that often reflects in my diabetes management. Exercise is a lot bigger than just blood sugar. Exercise is mm-hmm. about preventing long-term damage of just being a human. Absolutely. Not just diabetes stuff. One of my newest affirmations is um, I will do something today that makes me feel better. Oh, love and it. Whatever that means. And so, um, yeah. Nice. Mind, body, everything put together. Mind, body. Yeah. Is that a wrap on our, on our question list? I think so. It's a quick podcast. Well done. I don't have any well rambles done. or anything. Yeah. Hmm. And what is... What is this world coming to? <laughs> what did we do? You know, I do want to throw out, and I think we've said this in the past, we'd love to hear what you, you want to hear about. Uh, we have obviously have a lot to say and have a ton of podcasts down the, the pipeline, but um, yeah, we're interested in hearing from you, and we're always looking for guests. So if you think you have something to say and want to, if you think you can handle sitting with us, we would, we would gladly have you on board. Absolutely. Don't even have to be in the Oklahoma City area. Yeah, we're up, upping our technology. That's right. Anywhere, anytime, real life diabetes. Yeah. Yep. Good work today. Yeah. Good times. Hey, Amber. Uh, you know what I love more than a good iTunes review? Um, some sappy vegan meal? Actually, nothing. <laughs> I love iTunes reviews. Okay, and this week, this one is it's, it's great. Is it from your grandma? It's actually not my grandma. Yay! She uh, she upped her price. <laughs> so she's no longer getting paid to do iTunes reviews. Okay, this one comes from Diabetic Chris. Okay, and it's titled, I know it all, dot, 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 not really, five stars. Oh, that's sweet. Big deal. Okay, here's the review. I've been a diabetic for 31 years, and I felt like I know it all when it comes to diabetes. And what, and what could a fight master or an art director teach me new? Ha ha ha. 
Boy, was I clueless. Each podcast, I learn something new, and it helps me re-energize and refocus my diabetes management. I love that you both have different approaches to diabetes. For example, a pumper and an MDI. You guys are great, and your podcasts rock. I always wait anxiously for the next one. What's an MDI? Medical school one. <laughs> Medical device intravenous. I, I have no idea. I, I am, am, I, am I the MDI? That's what I say. You're the MDI. <laughs> we need to figure out what that means. I hope to God it's positive. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> okay. All right. So, Diabetic Chris, if you hear this, drop us an email. Info at so we can send you some stuff. Awesome. It may be just a snapshot of Ryan. <laughs> Amber's Instagramming <laughs> pictures of me Sorry. talking right now and I'm trying to pose. All right. To get the next podcast immediately, for real, like within milliseconds of us uploading it, subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, or TuneIn. It's really easy. All you have to do is just search in the search bar on either of those apps, Real Life Diabetes. They're all downloadable as apps on either an iPhone, your Droid, wherever. Should you not be a planner like Ryan and do that you can go to our website and there's actually a podcast link at the top of the page you can catch every single one of our podcasts so and listen to them over and over again that's right eventually we'll reach our max to on iTunes where we can't see all the shows in the past and all of our shows will always be listed on our site oh that's good to know good stuff and again we'd love to hear a few rules of your own if you've got them I know you guys do you're just as wise if not wiser than Amber and I Um, (laughs) it's a fact as close as Amber and I are to being perfect we could probably learn a few more things Uh, send us your own on Twitter or Instagram at Diabetes Grind. All right. To everyone out there living their best life with diabetes and defying the odds, we say cheers to the highs and lows. Talk to you next time.